0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: The pursuit for food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It is this connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer and search for both wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. So it was a couple of months ago when Justin reached out to me and said, hey, there are these second draw C-tag opportunities in Colorado. We should take a look at them. Kind of late in the game for Colorado tags. uh, But, you know, they could be be good. At least if anything else fails, it would be a good trip out to Colorado. Uh, Not only hanging out with Justin, but... To get some more hunting time in. Uh, so I took advantage of them. They ended up being antlerless plains deer tags. So kind of out east in the prairie of Colorado. Uh, booked my flights, got everything together, and ended up coming out here. So we didn't really know a whole lot about the area or what we were getting into. Justin did some scouting out there, found some good areas, but a lot of it was basically e-scouting and finding out where the public land would be and we would just kind of drive up there and walk onto the public land and see what happens. So the, the first day it was a Friday. We went out there pretty early and walked around a couple areas. Didn't see any deer, saw a lot of sign, saw a couple of coyotes and uh, some, some antelope too, which is cool. Uh, but no deer, so left that day without seeing anything, but did find another spot which had a spring at the top of it. And Some running water through it, which it's pretty dry out here right now. So it was actually some of the only Running water around that we had found So we decided to come back in a couple days and that was going to be our area to check out So Sunday comes around Uh, I did not account for daylight savings time. So uh, Instead of waking up three hours before sunrise, we woke up two hours before sunrise And then had to take the two-hour drive out there. So that was my bad was a little uh disheartening that maybe we were already off to a bad start but nevertheless we got out there and it was the it was public land but it was gated so we had to take the gate across drive on and as we're driving down the road see a car come up behind us and this guy pulls alongside and he's the ranch manager for the ranch surrounding the land around this public land. And he just kind of tells us where to go, where not to go. Uh, Some of the trails may look like they're still on the public land, but they're actually on the private land. Uh, He also made it a point to mention that there are no deer back there. Uh, But as we we kind of warmed up to him and he warmed up to us and then eventually said, yeah, yeah, I've seen a few deer back there. And you know what, You you guys can go up to the top of the ridge and you guys can hunt that whole ridge. I'm okay with that. So that's what we did. We drove in, got our stuff together. It was maybe 45 minutes after sunrise, uh, still pretty pretty cool, but warming up quickly. And we walked in towards these bluffs and then up the bluffs, and hadn't seen anything up till that point. So we were scanning the bluffs the entire walk. Nothing popped out, and when we got to the top, started walking uh, into the wind so that you know our scent would be hidden a little bit and I was just scanning the horizon and saw these two little ears poking up. So I whispered over to Justin, actually I think it took a few whispers and he was a little far away. But uh, I said, hey, there's a doe over there. Uh, we should go after it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So we tried to get as close as we could to the little rock outcrop that we saw, we saw this doe behind. And we got there, and as we're sitting there, you can see two more on top of a rock even further off in the distance. Definitely feeding. And you can see their heads down, uh, and both antlerless. So that was good. So we decided to drop our packs there, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a stalk on top of this ridge. And there's a little little tiny bush. I think it was we decided on a cedar, but it was maybe four feet tall. That was uh, about 30 yards off to our left. So we walk over to that to try and keep our cover so that these deer don't see us. And we're just standing there, and we're about. 280 I think 285 yards from the deer that we're currently looking at. Uh, Too far of a shot for me that I'm comfortable taking. Justin could take that shot but we really we really both want to come away with uh, a deer this day. So we're standing by this tree and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye I see this fairly large shape moving towards me maybe about 100 yards off to my right. My one o'clock if we're using the clock. And I look at it, and I whisper to Justin, and say, Justin, this is a big doe coming towards us. And I keep looking at it, and no, that's no doe. That is a monster mule deer buck. I mean, this thing was huge. I think five by five is what we decided on. It had two little points in the front. But the most interesting thing was that it had a strand of barbed wire going across both antlers, just hanging off. So it must have caught a fence or something, but... This thing looked mean, it looked big. Uh, If only we had a buck tag, then that thing would have been down right there. But it kept walking towards us. And in fact, it got to within about 10 yards of where we were standing and we were completely motionless. It walked to within five feet of where our packs were off to our right. And I was starting to get a little concerned that he was gonna freak out and charge us. So I was trying to get Justin to, hey man, grab your rifle real quick. Uh, but any kind of movement, that could have spooked him further. So we gave him little little hisses, and uh, he finally spooked off, actually in the direction of the two does that we were watching, but he did a little bit of a slant route and cut in front of him, and so he ended up not scaring them off. So despite how cool that was, uh, that was the closest encounter with a buck that I've ever had. We, we kept pressing on for these does that we were tracking. So we decided to move up a little bit closer to a a rock outcrop a few yards in front of us, probably about 50 yards in front of us, uh, to get a little bit closer, get a little bit better angle. And that's what we did. We snuck up, walking on the rocks to conceal any kind of noise that was happening with the morning crunch. And uh, I set up my scope on just the ears and the top of the head of the, of the deer that I could see because they had both kind of sat down at this point. Uh, maybe it was getting a little warm, maybe they were petting down or just relaxing. And Justin decided to go a little bit farther off to the left and kind of outflank them, but get a better angle so that we could see what was going on so he could see the deer that he was gonna shoot. Well, as Justin's going over there, I'm keeping my eyes on my deer, but all of a sudden my deer spooks and what I expected to happen was for it to spook and just stand up and stay there but it actually spooked and immediately ran 10 yards in the opposite direction from me so I was like, "Oh crap here we go uh, I put my I went up to another rock outcrop about 10 yards in front of me trying to get a little bit better shooting lane because I was a little obstructed uh, laid down put my sights right on the deer it was running away from me uh, all I could see was his butt for probably a good 10 to 20 seconds and then it stopped quartered away from me so I could see its back left quarter was closest to me and I put the crosshairs right on the base of its neck and shot and as I followed up to get that follow on sight picture all I could see was deer down legs flailing on the ground and I was super pumped I was so excited that's when I started shaking that was probably the cleanest shot I've ever taken I've gone to the range quite a few times Uh, I've shot at animals with that rifle, but that was by far the cleanest shot I've taken. And and I would find out how clean it was a little bit later when we ended up cleaning it. But uh, I stood up, I think all the deer had left, I ended up seeing the herd that Justin... We actually, we didn't see it originally, but Justin went over that ridge and there were four other deer that were part of that herd that we didn't know about. And they spooked, jumped over the fence, and they were long gone. But we walked up to the deer that I had down, and it was it was a little bit smaller than it looked through the scope, which I think is pretty common for some people, but uh, ended up being a button buck. Still counts as antlerless, but I was through the roof, excited, uh, it was my first deer, and I, I couldn't have been happier. You know, it wasn't a monster buck, it wasn't even a monster doe, if you want to call it that, but I was super pumped. The shot went right through the back of its left shoulder, uh, right through one lung, and out through the center of its chest. I mean, it dropped where it stood. It, I don't even think it ran a few yards. All the blood was right there. And, uh, you know, took it back, quartered it up, and took it back to Justin's house, butchered it there, and, you know, I've got some meat in the freezer for my first deer, and I'm super excited about it. And that's my adventures for food with my
0: first deer anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.